Welcome to this endo life. I'm Jessica Duffin. I'm an endo warrior, an endo health coach, and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. As always, this podcast is here for educational purposes only. Please consult your medical practitioner before making any nutritional changes or bringing in any supplements. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to my lovely sponsors at BU. And I wanted to tell you about their new bath bombs, which are naturally made and contain beautiful essential oils. And their peppermint and eucalyptus essential oils um, bath bomb is doing so well right now with endometriosis community. They're getting loads of feedback about it. And, you know, if you love the patches themselves you're going to love the bath bombs because essentially it's <laughs> the patch in a bath bomb um so you know if you're on your period or if you're in pain you could have a bath with some of the bath bombs or one of them I don't know you could have multiple if you want um and then yeah get out the bath maybe rub in some cbd balm and put your patch on top, which is um, what a lot of people are feeding back that they're doing. So um, I would love to do that, but um, I don't have a bath, so I can't. But if you have a bath, um, then, you know, I think these new bath bombs could be a lovely way to help alleviate some of your pain. So if you'd like to check them out, you can go to BU, which is buonline.co.uk, And you can also order them from anywhere in the world on cultbeauty.co.uk and they deliver worldwide. So before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to the lovely girls at Semaine. They are two sisters with endometriosis. They've been on the show before and they founded Semaine, which is a supplement company for people with periods to originally their first supplement was to aid with PMS and period pain. And I know that it is a lifesaver for so many people with endometriosis and painful periods. And now they've come out with a new supplement called the daily, and it is a hormone balancing supplement, which is designed to help with healthy skin, stable mood, fewer cravings in your luteal phase, blood sugar balance, And they recently gifted it to me. Honestly, I said this to my client the other day. My blood sugar levels have never felt so stable as they did when I was taking that daily supplement. I couldn't believe the difference. It was like I had a whole month of like stable blood sugar. It was incredible. And as a result, I had much more of a healthier cycle. I felt a lot more satisfied I had less food cravings. I just felt a lot more stable in energy. So I'm a really big fan of this. And as I said, blood sugar is a huge piece to managing your hormones, hence why blood sugar is such a big part of their their supplement. So the girls have kindly given me a discount code for you guys. It will get you 20% off 
your first um, order, whether that's the daily or the PMS and period support capsules. And the code is ENDOLIFE, one word, all caps. So E-N-D-O-L-I-F-E. Um, so let me know how you get on with them. I'd love to hear if you find them as amazing as I did. And I hope that they bring you a happier and healthier cycle and period. Hi, everyone. So today I wanted to talk about a really easy strategy for improving your blood sugar response when eating some of your favorite carbs. Now, as some of you may know, I'm currently like trying out shorter episodes, so I won't be diving into all the details of blood sugar management here, but I do have many, many articles and episodes on the science of blood sugar and how it affects endo. So I'll link to a few of those in the show notes if you want to learn more. But let's do a very quick recap for those who aren't familiar so that they can easily, you know, follow along with this episode. So blood sugar is the measure of glucose in your bloodstream. Glucose is a molecule that comes from carbohydrates when they break down in the small intestine after we eat them. And glucose is our body's primary source of fuel. So it's needed for energy. And glucose comes from simple carbohydrates and complex carbohydrates. Complex carbohydrates are whole foods that contain fiber like vegetables, fruits, beans, and whole grains. These take longer to break down in the gut. And so the release of glucose to the bloodstream is slow and controlled, leaving us with energy for hours ahead after eating. In contrast, simple carbohydrates are refined carbs that have had their fiber removed and are mainly just high amounts of starch, like bread, pasta, crisps, pizza, flour, sugar, etc. These release a big amount of glucose to the bloodstream quickly, and this results in what is known as a blood sugar spike or a glucose spike. This triggers off a cascade of reactions in the body, which causes excess inflammation and damage to the body, and eventually, with repeated exposure, can cause hormonal imbalances like estrogen dominance or excess, high testosterone levels, and low progesterone, to name a few of the problems. It can also worsen pain levels due to the rise in inflammation. Now, you heard me say that whole grains, and essentially whole foods, are a form of complex carbs. Whilst this is true, there are some complex carbs that can still break down relatively quickly or have high levels of starch in them. And starch, by the way, is essentially a a form of glucose. And this can still cause blood sugar spikes. So put simply, the more starch a food contains, the more likely you'll spike from it. And the less fiber that that starchy food contains, the more likely you'll spike from it too. So that's why really, you know, flowers are more problematic than um, a potato, for example. So whole foods that have a high amount of starch include foods like potatoes, whether sweet or white, certain fruits like bananas, and whole grains like oats and rice. Now, some people might eat these without any problems whatsoever, especially if they live a very active lifestyle and require a lot of energy, like an athlete or a dancer, or just someone who has like a really um, physical job. But for others, this amount of starch can really affect their blood sugar. This is especially true for those of us who are already struggling with blood sugar instability and are trying to work to get it more stable. So what can you do about it? 
The common kind of go-to answer or the one that you might think of is to go low carb to get your blood sugar under control. But that's not really sustainable in the long run and it can make you feel very deprived and can also leave you without much energy. So here's another alternative. Alongside some of the blood sugar balancing strategies that I recommend in the other episodes and in my courses, you know, my workshops and, and my coaching, you can also try cooking and calling some of these foods that I've listed today. Cooking and calling potatoes, rice, and oats changes their chemical structure and increases their amount of something called resistant starch. Resistant starch is a type of starch that is not absorbed in the bloodstream and instead it makes its way to the large intestine and feeds our good gut bugs. This means that you get less of a blood sugar spike from it whilst also supporting your gut health and you also get to keep in your favorite carbs. Some ways of bringing these foods into your meals is to cook a batch of baked potatoes and keep them in an air cut airtight container in the fridge and have them for lunch, you know, paired with maybe some salad and a protein. You could also make a potato salad that you serve with lunch or dinner, or you could make a rice salad with cooked and cooled rice. In terms of oats, you certainly can, you know, cook and cool them, but I'm just, I'm not a fan of cooked and cooled oats personally. And I actually find that cooked oats really make me bloat, whether they've been cooked and cooled or they're just cooked and I eat them straight away. But uncooked oats actually have a good amount of resistant starch anyway, much more than cooked oats. So making your own muesli or having uncooked oats with say yogurt and berries is another way to get in your oats without such a spike. So I have cold oats every morning and I pair them with chia, nut butter, berries, and I'm missing something. What else do I pair it with? Oh, sometimes, sometimes a yogurt. If you don't like the idea of eating these carbs cold, because I I know sometimes people can be grossed out by that, you can reheat them and they will still contain more resistant starch than had you just cooked them and eaten them hot without having cooled them. Some of the resistant starch may be reduced, but you'll still experience a benefit. Just be super careful with reheating rice because it can cause food poisoning if done incorrectly. So I've linked to an NHS guide on how to safely cook, cool, as well as reheat rice. So please read that before trying this because uh, food poisoning from rice can actually be quite serious. One thing to note is that for those of us with SIBO, resistant starch can sometimes cause more symptoms because the bacteria get to have a really good munch on it because it's not being absorbed into the bloodstream. So that leaves extra fiber hanging around for the bacteria to eat. If you do find that this happens to you, try experimenting with your serving sizes. You might find that you can tolerate smaller serving sizes um, until you clear your SIBO. Don't just assume that you can't eat these foods full stop. That is a really big mistake with SIBO. You try something, you're like, I just can't eat that. It might be about the serving size. The other thing may be that it's about how many servings you're having in a day. So perhaps you can tolerate a serving of uncooked oats, but then if you also have uncooked oats in the morning and cooked and cooled potatoes at lunch in one day, that just is too much for you. So experiment with how many servings you're having and the serving size. It will vary for everyone. In terms of SIBO, it really is about the type of bacteria you have. And we we don't know what type of bacteria you have unless we literally do a a biopsy. Um, So it's going to vary for everyone. 
If you don't have SIBO, but you do notice some gas or bloating, don't worry. This is normal when we increase any type of fiber and resistant starch is a type of fiber. When bacteria eat fiber, they release gas. So we will have a bit more gas and bloating just naturally. This should subside a bit as time goes on and as the gut adjusts to this new level of fiber intake. But with any fiber increase, start slowly and steadily rather than trying to make big changes overnight because that is when you're going to be the most reactive. You really want to do this gradually. So how can you tell if this change is helping you? Firstly, start with observing how you feel after meals that include cooked rice, cooked potatoes, and cooked oats. If you feel sluggish, sleepy, brain fogged, or experience hunger or dizziness shortly after eating, say within the first two hours, you've likely spiked and crashed. If you find that you're then more energized after cooking and cooling these foods, and you know then eating them once they've been cooked and cooled, or um, you're more energized after uncooked oats versus cooked oats, and you have less of these symptoms or they lessen over time, then this is a sign that this is working well for you. But overall, give this practice like a good few months because blood sugar does not change overnight and the real benefits and stabilization of your glucose levels will come with repeated blood sugar balancing. In the long run, Blood sugar balancing is an absolute cornerstone of managing endo and getting pain levels down and beating that endo fatigue, brain fog, and heavy periods. In the short term, having this resistant starch in your meals can help you feel more energized after meals and stop some of those symptoms that I listed earlier. So let me know if you tried this method and if you find your energy, hormones, or pain improves with time. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring you prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in, so you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. Some people even find that wearing them a night before their period can really help soothe the inflammation in the area. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes. So if you found this episode helpful and you want to learn more about living well with endo or you'd like some further help, I wanted to remind you of the resources I have available to you and how you can work with me if you'd like to. So I obviously have hundreds of these episodes for you to binge on and I do have two free columns. So one on endometriosis net and one on endometriosis news and there are countless articles on there to help you thrive. You can also sign up to my newsletter for tips and updates. I have a digital cookbook and nutrition guide, This Endo Life, It Starts With Breakfast, which you can download for just $9.99. And if you want to go that step further, I have short and budget-friendly masterclasses in nutrition, surgery prep and recovery, and natural pain relief. I also have a DIY course, Live and Thrive with Endo, The Foundations, which you can sign up to at any time at a really affordable price point and you have lifetime access to. So you can go at your own pace and literally look back at it years down the line. This four module course will provide you with the most effective yet easy to digest tools and strategies to reduce your pain, fatigue, endo belly, brain fog and hormonal symptoms and allow you to live your life again. 
Each lesson includes the core foundational needle movers that I have seen work for my clients time and time and time again. You get all the essential information that you need to be endo without the overwhelm. Finally, you can apply to work with me one-to-one. This is my most advanced and personalized offer, so I only take a handful of clients. To find out the details and the application process, head to my coaching page. The links to all of these resources and ways to work with me are in the show notes. And finally, to help others find this podcast and reach as many people with endo as possible, please leave a review and please share with your friends and family and subscribe. Thank you.